0: Good
1: afternoon, and welcome to the Happy Half Hour. I'm Lee Cuban. And I'm Sandra Priestley. Welcome to our podcast. And this is going to be the best 30 minutes, the most positive, the most fun, the most wonderful chat between two cool chicks, just like you're sitting at the bar on a Thursday after work. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, exactly, right after work. You know, I used to, um, when I went through university, I modeled and I also worked at a brew pub and I am not joking. Some of the coolest conversations were had. Oh, absolutely. With the people, if I was bartending, it was like the coolest conversation that I would have sitting with the people at the bar. Yeah. I don't know what is so magical about it, but it's like, the most introspective stuff happens at the bar. In the tables, it's like, and chit-chat, friends. But like... Well, because at the bar, you're there for a while. And and it's gold, like I'm telling you. Super cool. So anyway, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I have been drinking red rose tea. It is so strong. It is... I will be up. (laughs) Oh, is it caffeinated? It's caffeinated, but it's... I love it. I love it. So, I my friend yes, who passed right. away, she used to drink it all the time. And so, every time I have it, it's like, you know, this reminds me of her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I am
0: kidding. living on the edge in, in my Wonder Woman shirt and um, yep. my Wonder Woman cup. Nice. Get some lemon water. Nice. It's been a full day that won't end for a while. <laughs> I some Watery. coffee and I thought I'm fine, you can have some water. Yes, mm-hmm. I love it.
1: Well, uh-huh. I so last week we talked about um the hypnosis that you did for me. Mm-hmm. And um so I mean it was a really good episode, but I want to give you an update on okay. what's what I've really recognized. So One of the things that I recognize, like, I love the hypnosis and it really puts me in um, a more faith, faith focus, knowing versus fear. Mm -hmm. And so I have been listening to that hypnosis and it's just 11 minutes. It's not very long, you know, and I, I have also been listening to Abraham Hicks a lot,
0: Mm.
1: 15 minutes. And I know you watch or you listen or watch both um, Abraham in the morning to start your day. And what I've been doing is I've been ending my day or if I wake with Abraham, if I wake up in the middle of the night, I turn on Abraham and I just fall asleep. And, you know, it's like seeping into my soul. Yes. And so, and then also I journal every day. So I am sure if I do have any sort of low vibration thoughts, Mm -hmm. I, I don't pretend they're not there. We all have them. We're human. I just journal them out. And then I always say, I release this all now source. What would you have me do? God, what would you have me do? Yeah. And, um, and then I talk about what I want, what I what I desire, what I create. And so all of these things, all of these um, methods that I've been using have, I feel, just totally transformed my life and in the last few weeks. And what I really, really realized was a couple of things. Number one was this, the external circumstances in my life have not changed but you would swear they had because two or three weeks ago, I was sitting in debilitating fear. And I don't say that word lightly. I am a pretty oh, you were. person. You were. But I was, it was debilitating fear. It was constantly trying to come up with imaginary problems that I could solve. Imaginary things that were the worst case scenario. Yeah. Because I thought, well, if I can come up with the worst case scenario, I can figure out how to solve it. I can move through it. I can experience it once or 20 times. And if I know I can, I can live through that. I know that I can live through anything. And what happened was it was on repeat in my brain, this worried to the point where I thought that it was serving me a purpose. I know better. I know better. And what was shocking to me was all of the mindset work that I've done, everything, it snuck up on me. And I was so shocked because I I just thought, okay, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. But it snuck up on me to the point where almost like an addiction where it was, you know, I had a thought and I felt the emotion and it was like a fucked up dopamine hit, but it was, and then it just started building on itself and building on itself and building on itself to the point where I was not functioning at my normal level.
0: (laughs) I mean, you even, you even said one day, I can't record a podcast today.
1: Yes, I did.
0: And I did not push you because Mm -hmm. I was like, she needs a minute. And that's when we did the hypnotherapy. Yes. That is when we did that. But I knew I'm like, oh, she's in a spot.
1: And I always can record a podcast with you. I mean, and it's no matter where we're at, no matter how I feel, I mean, light some fucking incense and let's go. I can get myself into the vortex. That day I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And but look at what came out of that.
0: You were living that, conditionally for a minute.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And although that was awful, yeah. What it made you do and dive in and really go, Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And look at where you are. And you would maybe not be where you are right now had you not bumped up against that
1: oh it's so true it was such a gift it was such a gift and like like I can't say it enough what was so incredible to me was that my external circumstances have not changed Yeah. yeah but I have changed so much so That I was at, I started at debilitating fear. And now I'm like, everything is good. And the circumstances have not changed. Nothing has changed, but time has passed. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm telling a different story. I'm telling a different story. And I don't see any massive things to be fearful of now. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, That was one thing that I, I, it it was amazing to see. The other thing that I remember thinking was I needed this because all of my clients that come to me, they feel that debilitating fear. They feel that like being crushed by circumstances, by life, like it happens By fear of showing up, by fear of um, anything, even like fear of starting something that is their life's work. And when I felt that, and then I was able to shift to feeling peace and faith, I thought, oh boy, this was a blessing because I now... I have the remembrance in a different way. I remember what it is like to feel like they feel now. Yes. Yes. It was such a gift to take me back there. And sometimes we forget what it used to be like. I I used to worry like it was my job. Mm -hmm. And I have felt that, that soul crushing fear before. And I worked my way out of it and I did all the mindset stuff. And then I forgot, I forgot. And we do sometimes, but
0: you've got a story and a vivid memory right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you're going to have someone walk in your office and say, I'm dealing with this and I don't know how and I don't think it's possible. And you're going to go, oh, I just went through that. Let me tell you.
1: I got you. Yeah. Tell you. It doesn't I, need to be like this. It doesn't.
0: oh, no, it doesn't. And that's what's so crazy. And people yeah. think it does. I had yeah. a, I had a patient that you know, and I want to do hypnosis on her so bad, and she is so closed off and not at all interested. Right. And she's telling me the story about moving her son off to school and how, oh, what is the word she used? excruciating something mm. like I mean, it was a horrible experience and she's describing it to me and I'm like that's just what college move-in feels like like that's yeah. just that's just the day and oh he doesn't want a roommate because he doesn't want just all the stuff and what if they fight what if they hate each other and and so I'm trying to poach her out of this without her really knowing what I'm doing. And she said, Lee, this is just my nature. This is who I am. This is how I operate. And my heart broke and I didn't, I did not push her Mm -hmm. because if that's where she wants to stay, who am I to say you can have better, but thank God we don't feel that way. Like, thank God. God. we look at those feelings and go, absolutely fucking not.
1: Yes, not today,
0: motherfucker. Not
1: today, and 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 sometimes it takes us a fucking hot minute. Oh, we have to sit in it sometimes. And, and sometimes, like I, when I reached out to you, I knew I needed help. Mm-hmm. Would I have gotten here on my own? Probably, Eventually. But- want to do it eventually i want to get here now but it wasn't me that got you
0: here it no. was your willingness mm-hmm. to look at yourself and what you want yes and what you don't
1: and decide and my willingness to ask for help to help me shift the energy i i knew i needed help shifting the energy so it was it wasn't like I couldn't have done it on my own. It was, But I didn't want to stay there for too fucking long. Yeah. And I knew that if I reached out to you, I, I would be able to, to flip faster, yeah. you know, because why would anyone or I know some people do, but I don't choose to live in pain for longer than I need to.
0: And maybe because we know what it can feel like.
1: Yes. on the other
0: side. And yes. I I've been thinking about this because as I bump up against things, man, it it hurts worse than it used to, but it's less severe, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So a scrape on my knuckle is much more painful than maybe having my finger chopped off used to be, if that makes sense, because I know how good life is. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: anytime I'm out of alignment with that and I'm telling a stupid story or pulling back an old belief, that's just bullshit. Mm -hmm. It feels so bad in my body because I know it's so wrong. And it's so far from where I want to be, even though it's still light years from where I used to be, but it's not, it's not where I want to be. It's not where I'm comfortable being.
1: But you know, like when when you're not feeling good in your body Mm -hmm. let's say you're overweight and you've got back pain and knee pain and shoulder pain and ankle pain and ear pain and all the rest of the pains and you just convince yourself this is the way that it is you lose weight you go to the gym you eat better you drink more water you feel good Mm -hmm. all of a sudden when you're not used to all of that pain you've got a kink in your neck it's the worst uh-huh. right it's worse it's way worse now because you know what it feels like you yes. you know what it feels like to be healthy and happy and ache-free yeah but before it was like just fucking piling on mm. this oh, neck pain yeah that's okay because i got back pain i got all of these other pants yeah. Yeah,
0: and it's there's insane. all the excuses i'm old it's genetics it's this is just- oh yeah oh, crap. What I was meant to, li- what I was meant to live this sad, sad life. Oh,
1: I know, I know. Yes, and you know what? The other thing I notice, I I notice a lot of people, and this is starting to piss me off. But I hear a lot of people saying, "Well, I'm an empath." Have you have you been hearing this? So- I'm an empath. I'm feeling everyone's emotions. Mm -hmm. I'm taking them all around like, oh no. yeah. Empathy, the gift of empathy is beautiful because we can understand someone else's position. Mm -hmm. But if you're feeling all of their feelings and you're accepting them in, you don't have good boundaries. That's on you. You don't have to feel it. Right. And And I get it Mm -hmm. that when they
0: don't understand the power that they have, to feel other people's stuff that they take it on. Yes. But there's a quick fix for this when you're feeling something and you're okay. Because I've been driving down the road, just minding my own business, singing, doing whatever. And all of a sudden it's like something hits me, this wave of like sadness and my heart's achy. And I'm like, Oh my God, what's wrong? Well, I stop Mm -hmm. and analyze and go, okay, has something happened in the last 15 seconds? Are you thinking thoughts that maybe aren't in alignment with what you want? Are you sad? Are you mad? And and I'm sitting here going, no. Yeah. And then I say, who does this belong to?
1: Release this on the hoof. Exactly. It's gone. Exactly. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Who does this belong to? I re- And I say, Who does this belong to? I release this all now with love. Yes. Not mine. Not it's mine. Scary. And it doesn't make us a hero to keep it. No. It doesn't also. It doesn't help it. the person. It doesn't take it from the person. No. What it does is multiply that vibration yeah. in the universe. Yeah. And it keeps that other person stuck. Mm hmm. It especially
0: when it's our kids. Yes. Oh, yes. and especially when we're holding it for them
1: mm-hmm.
0: out of guilt, yes. out of well, maybe if I just, you know, feel this for them, they can let it go. No, because then both of you right. are carrying it, and then you're not showing up in life. You're missing life. They're watching you carry shit that's not yours. Absolutely. They also feel your resentment for them.
1: And fear. I I remember one time, so my mom, um, she was with Al-Anon for years because my dad's an alcoholic and he was with AA. And so she has all these good Al-Anon sayings Mm -hmm. and probably some things that she learned just from, you know, the, the fellowship or membership or whatever it's called. But one of the things that she said to me one time when, uh, my kids were younger, she said, the worst thing that you can do is feel sorry for them because if you feel sorry for them, they feel like they, like you, they can feel that you feel sorry for them Uh and they can't move through the emotion that they're going through. Mm -mm. You hold them. And I thought. Oh, I I need to breathe faith into my kids, to be the one that's saying, It's okay, you got this, this will be fine. Yeah. And not just lip service and bullshit. I need to believe it. Believe it. Yeah. And so I really tried to focus, especially these last few weeks, like focus on belief, Mm -hmm. faith over fear. Mm -hmm. and it was just, it was um, so interesting because of some of the other things that I did. One of the things was I was extremely honest with the people around me, and I would say, you know what? I can't go there. This is my boundary. We're not going to talk about this because I am focusing forward on what I desire, Mm -hmm. and this conversation is not helping me. Mm-hmm. And so it sounded maybe like I was a massive bitch, but you know what? Like me first in this moment. Mm-hmm. And we That's should totally. do that without guilt. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I did was I listened to the whole hypnosis every day. Mm-hmm. I journaled my shit out every day. I listened to Abraham every day. Yeah. And most people don't. Yeah. Most people will feel like they deserve to feel the bad stuff or they convince themselves they don't have time. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm
0: just too busy. Because
1: just, the 2 hours it. a day
0: yeah. that I'm fantasizing about the trauma in my life. Yeah. I might have to give that up. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. I
0: I've, I've got a hypnotherapy patient and He's really struggling with journaling. And mm-hmm. yesterday he was like, I'm sorry. I thought about journaling and I didn't. And I'm like, when you're ready to journal, you will journal. Do not guilt yourself over not journaling. I yeah. said, but it will change your life. I Absolutely. said, because it, it gets you. Cause all I want is for them for about two minutes mm-hmm. to just focus on writing. What are you grateful for? Start Ah. wherever wherever you're at, but just for two minutes, set a timer. And Mm -hmm. in the midst of that two minutes, they'll get, what is it? 68 seconds of focused, feeling good. Ooh, I'm grateful for that. Maybe not day one, maybe not day two, but it changes our brain when we begin to stop and look for what we're grateful for. Yeah. with That kind of amount of intensity for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden we're seeing all these other things throughout the day and feeling all these things that we're Mm -hmm. grateful for. And I said, that's why I want you to journal. And when you're ready, dive in, but it's, it's a, it's a practice that you're going to want to start that will change your life, but you've got to be ready.
1: You know, what I found, what I do for journaling and I can't, I know I've got all the different journal prompts. I've got all of the different techniques. I I mean, I have a journaling group. I've been journaling every single day since in 2023. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're in month 10 now. And the the thing I do every single day, the one that I, like, I can start and go, what am I grateful for? I stop and I go back to this. I always start with, dear universe, this is how I'm feeling now. I write out all of the things that I'm feeling, whether it's gratitude or whether I'm pissed off or I'm fearful, it doesn't really matter. And then after I write all that out, I say, I release this all now. Lord, what would you have me do? Every time, every single time. Maybe I just said that earlier in this podcast. I can't remember. But Um, I think that there is a fear that if you write about the things that you're feeling, like the negative stuff that you're feeling, that you're going to magnify it. And for me, it's, I'm writing it out so that I can release it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's crawling around in the back of my mind and I just want to release it. And then I say that sentence, I release it all now. And then I move towards what am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. What I desire—it's yes. like erasing the chalkboard or whiteboard.
0: <laughs> well, right, start. It's also like talking to a friend when you've mm-hmm. got something that's a friend that's going to help you diffuse it. Not a friend that's going to say, "Oh, oh my God, what are you going to do?" Yeah. The friend that's going to go, "Is it true?" It when we no. write it. In that sense of, I want to let it go. It takes the fear out of it. Yes. And we see it for what it is.
1: Exactly. Instead of
0: holding it in, going, oh, don't speak of this. Don't talk about this. Um, Because when we hold it in, it gets bigger and and we make it nastier and scarier. Mm -hmm. And then we're really afraid to tell anybody because, oh my God, what's going to happen? Um, oh, yeah. but oh, yeah, we do need to be careful who we tell things to.
1: Oh, so sure. I
0: want that a disclaimer, yeah. But you do need to get that stuff out, and journaling and releasing it like that, I think, is a perfect way to do and, that.
1: And it's not, I think, the thing is, it's not with the intent to like roll around in it, no. It's not- intent of like writing it out so that i can hold on to it and think about all my fucked up thoughts Mm -hmm. it's the intent of these are just things that i'm thinking these are not truth. these are just things that i'm thinking and i want to write them out so that i can release them i want to work through so that i can release them yeah and i i remember just in the last couple weeks i saw a post someone had written and it was like if your story is so big that you can't tell anyone, write it out in your journal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think a lot of times, and I say this with vision boards too, and I say this with goals that we have. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we say a big goal or we do this journal, a vision board and we put it up and there's someone that'll come and shit on it. Mm-hmm. And it makes us second guess what oh. we place placed yeah what that's what she wants she thinks she can drive a lexus are you kidding me she's not cool. Does she think you know and so i'm always very careful to tell people create your vision board and keep it for yourself yeah. don't post it online don't show i'll show old vision boards that i've done but i will not show this this year's vision board what i want to create yeah and Because the energy that we have behind it, I, I want you honor it. Mm -hmm. Well, and
0: it's interesting, the critics Mm -hmm. that will come in to go, Oh, you can't do that. And let me tell you why.
1: Yeah. And you know, the people who have a vested interest in getting that dopamine hit over talking about our traumas, over talking about our stuff. It's, it was so real to me because I was talking to someone and I was disclosing um, just some fears that I was going through. And it was this energy of like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Greg. And I kept saying, I can't, like, I can't talk about this. You no. because it's self-preservation. I am focusing on what I desire, not what I fear. And it was interesting because she kept bringing it up. She kept mentioning it to me to the point where I just had to separate myself out until I was strong enough yeah. and could manage it. And then now it's like, oh, okay, now I'm good. You but know, isn't
0: it interesting because there are some people, there's nothing else to talk about. Yes. There's, there's nothing else, I guess, in common. Right. Of substance. Yeah. yeah. To have discussions about.
1: Exactly, and
0: it's boring. Yeah. They're bored <laughs> because I'm not wanting to sit and yeah. roll around in the shit. I'm bored. Cause I want to talk about like, this life is fucking cool. I know. And The things we get to experience
1: and manifest are amazing. Absolutely. And the things that we learn about ourselves, like I'm fascinated by the experiences that have been placed before us that help us to grow if we choose that path. Yeah. And I'm always going to choose growth and awareness. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and always,
0: sometimes I'm gonna choose the wrong thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: and it's sure. always gonna lead to growth and awareness. Yes. It's not that that it's this easy, perfect, you know, we're a what do you call them, a monk. Yeah. <laughs> up in the hills. It's not we're living life and bumping up against it. All of us are.
1: Yeah. But those, those negative experiences just help propel us forward so much. And I, but I just choose to experience it, to be aware of it, and then to try whatever I can and rely on whoever I need to in order to progress. Mm -hmm. But I refuse to roll around for too long in the bullshit. Yeah. Sometimes.
0: Sometimes I roll around a little bit too long, but, but I catch myself.
1: Months. Not for months, right? No. Like I no. know, some sometimes people are like just owning this story, like it's stitched into the fabric of oh, who yeah. they are. Yeah, and no, I,
0: I did that for years. Yeah, in my early twenties, stories I believed. Yeah, about you know it. it Part of it was experience and part of it was childhood trauma. But what I made all that mean was not, oh, you have been prepared to handle these hard things. It was, oh, everything happens to you and you're unworthy and you're this and just all this complete and utter bullshit. But I got out of it. How I got out of it. I still shake my head because I'm like, wow. (laughs) Wow, wow. But we don't have to live like that. And no.
1: we sh- and every moment, every minute is another opportunity to shift. Yeah. Towards something better, something greater, feeling better. Every single moment. And sometimes you need a coach to be able to help you through. Sometimes you need to go to someone who Knows what to do or has been there. Sometimes you yeah. need to say to your friend, "I cannot go here. Uh-huh. Not Sorry. doing it. I'm in the sand for right now. I'm not doing it. I'm and not going."
0: we're never too old to say, Mm-mm. "Yeah, enough." You exactly. know, I think I think seventy year olds still have the ability. They've got some of them will have like twenty years left. Mm-hmm. Do they really want to continue to carry that bullshit for 20 more years?
1: Right.
0: Like why? When you don't have to. I know. But on that note, I am pretty sure we are out of time. (laughs) Thank you, Sandra. This was great. Um, Thank you guys for joining us. We will see you next Thursday on the happy half hour. Bye.